on SENSA. Welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. This is a unique Sandful Show on SENSA. It is... A week like no other, and no, we are not talking about what happened at the parade with Norwood in the grand final rematch going down to North Adelaide. Norwood have a few issues in front of them, but we do need to say good afternoon, Jared Walsh here, with Dan Menzel, who had an incredible weekend. She said yes. She did say yes. Well, she was um, Friday. I proposed to Ash, my girlfriend of three years, and uh, I somewhat got away with a surprise until we rocked up. So it was nerve-wracking getting there, but uh, really happy, really happy weekend. Goal after the siren or proposing to your missus, what would provide more nerves? Uh, Proposing to the missus. Yes. Okay. So now you have to start planning for a wedding and just saying yes to everything and contributing as much as possible. And then you got to work out because you played a football side where you can't invite 40 blokes. Yeah, that's very true. And I've played in a few teams now as well. So there will be, look, I'm, I'm going to let her deal with all of that stuff. And yep. uh, hopefully we just do something where we go to Bali or something else and I don't have to invite anyone, but uh, yeah, that's we'll, the best thing to we'll do. We'll wait and see what happens. Um, but, yeah, there'll be some uh, tough decisions ahead. Some tough decisions for a couple of coaches moving into round four of the Host Plus Sandful League. As you know, fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. We'll speak to one of those coaches, Marty Matner from Sturt, who are at the top of the table very soon. And also from South Adelaide, uh, SENSA's very own, Bryce Gibbs. But let's go to the most recent game. And that was what happened at the parade on Anzac Day. And... Disappointing once again for an Allwood side who haven't won and haven't won at home, and they go down by 54 points to the Jacob Surgeon-led Roosters, who are the resurging Roosters. We spoke to Surge last week, who said, you know what, preseason means nothing. We just need to prepare the right way. And, geez, he got the boys up, even without Aaron Young for a little bit. Yeah, he certainly did. And we thought they would respond after that loss against Centrals the week before couple of weeks before we gather around in between, North looks super good. Uh, Norwood, again, we've touched on them every single week that they are struggling. Norwood's only won three quarters so far this season, in season 2023, across the three rounds. So it shows how much they are struggling at the moment with their list. They don't quite look fit enough. They don't look uh, as good as what they were last year. And their best players are certainly off at the moment, and we're seeing that. It, it kind of seems like when we spoke to Serge last week and we, we spoke about the disappointing result to the Doggies, um, what they did to Adelaide, it, it kind of shows that it's not overly disappointing to lose to the Doggies because they're in winning form and they beat the former top of the team in Adelaide. Yeah, they did. And uh, Serge mentioned and he said Centrals are going to be really hard to beat out there this mm. year. And it's it's so true. It's like playing Sturr at Wigan Oval. It's going to be a very challenging game to play. A lot of teams at home play their ground so well. And we know that Centrals has one of the biggest grounds, if not the biggest ground in the world. And they've adapted. They're playing that really well at the moment. They're going to be a hard side to beat at home. And... It showed that they had the response this week, North Adelaide, and uh, they can kick a score as well as any team in the league, and they piled on 14 goals against the Red Legs uh, on Anzac Day on Tuesday. We are going to get to Woodville West Torrens at the end of this uh, bit of a recap because um, I've got a few questions I need to ask you. So, uh, look, we'll get into a more of a detail with the Week in Review. Writing your performance review, it says more about me than you. 
It's morally defeating and often misleading. But this is the best we can do. So here we go. Okay, so the three games I want to focus on right now were the remaining games in round three. West Adelaide against South. Westies under new father, Adam Hartlett. They are on fire. It was his birthday. He celebrated with a victory. The Bloods are doing well. They are doing really well. And it is great to see that. It's good for the competition because West Adelaide's won the last four wooden spoons. So it is great to see that a team that has struggled for so long, they've got some really good leadership in Adam Hartlett, has had a strong win, but it didn't come from nowhere. The week before they played against the Adelaide Crows and they were in front at half time. They were competitive in round one as well against North Adelaide. So they've had a really tough start to the year. They've taken on North Adelaide and now South Adelaide. Um, so, sorry, North Adelaide, Adelaide Crows and South Adelaide. So three good sides. And to get a win out of that, I think they'll be wrapped with how they're going. We'll speak to Marty Matner, as I mentioned. Um, but Sturt sitting top of the table, defeating uh, Port Adelaide. And they were up by a fair margin too. I think it got to about 50 points during that game. Port Adelaide are really struggling. I thought they wouldn't be struggling as much as they are now. And their depth is going to be challenged even more with the loss of Mitch Georgiatis with a knee. And they'll need to call a few players from their team for the AFL side on Friday night. So um, we know what's happening there, but it means good things for Sturt. It does. And if we start with Sturt, they they are rolling. Uh, their offense this year has been the thing that has surprised most in the competition and it certainly surprised me. They struggled to kick a score last year. We saw that in the final here against Glenelg. They, they couldn't kick over seven or eight goals and they were no chance to win. This year, they're averaging a touch under 100 points, which is extremely impressive. They've got a lot of avenues to go. They've replaced Abe Davis in that forward line. And I'm really looking forward to asking Marty Matner about Paddy Wilson and how he is going. Because when he is fit, his form is as good as anyone in this competition. And if we flip to Port Adelaide, it's sad news with Mitch Georgiades out for the remainder of the season. But you're spot on, Walshie. When you take on Port Adelaide, you have a look in the calendar and you go, when do we play these guys? And... You like to play them around mid-year because usually that's when the injuries stack yeah. up for the AFL team. And then obviously the depth is then tested and we're going to see that over the upcoming month for the Port Adelaide Reserves team. Well, they're in trouble now because you the Bryn Tinkle was taken out of the side to go and play for the power. Um, they'll need to replace Tom Jonas. So you'd think Tom Cleary might step out of that side. Even Lockie Jones potentially steps away or Jake Pasini. And these are some of the players who have been playing pretty well for the Magpies team. Um, before we talk about the things that you liked from the round, what happened with Woodville Vest Torrance? Because you did say you've got all of these players coming back in and then you head to um, Stradarama and um, Glenelg really flexed their muscles against you guys. They did. Uh, we were The Eagles were in front in the second quarter and then Glenelg came out, kicked five straight in the second, five-five in the third. Uh, another team, I mentioned Sturt playing at home and Central Districts at home. Glenelg are good at home as well and... We haven't beat them there for a number of years now, and it, uh, they showed it on the weekend. We've talked about that forward line. When they're up and going and they get first use, they had 60 inside 50s on the weekend. They are hard to stop. It, for the Eagles, uh, look, it's been a, a challenging couple of weeks going down to South Adelaide. We had seven players come back into the side, and fair to say um, when that happens, you, you probably have a little bit of rust there, and certainly it was the case in my case and a few other guys coming in that will be better for the run. But uh, in saying that, Glenelg were far too good on the weekend. Let's find out what you liked.
I like seeing the West Adelaide Footy Club doing well. And to win on the weekend in the fashion they did against South Adelaide, who were 2-0, and undefeated, uh, super to see West Adelaide and Adam Hartlett's team up and about. And it'll be music to his ears as well to hear about Port Adelaide and the depth that's going to be tested because they yes. take on Port Adelaide this week at <laughs> Loxton Oval. So there is every chance that West Adelaide could go back-to-back wins, which would be huge for the competition. There's the positive stuff. Dan Menzer, what didn't you like about the weekend round three in the host plus Sandville League? Yeah, I feel like we're just rolling the same uh, audio out each week here. It's Norwood, unfortunately. I mentioned that they'd only won three quarters so far this year. In season 2023, they are really struggling and they are going to drop down the power rankings. But how far will the Premiers drop? All right, and let's focus on the women. Before we head to Bryce Gibbs from South Adelaide, uh, speaking of South Adelaide men's, they are sitting comfortably on the Sandful W table at the moment. They are in first position on 14 points, but they take on Glenelg this weekend who need to win if they want to jump into the top four. So it's hotly contested. Basically, from second down to sixth, it is very close where uh, any win could put a tie into that, a side into that top four. It is, and it's, you mentioned it's very close. Well, North Adelaide beat Norwood in round one by two points. Hey, they took them on again on the weekend, and they beat them by two points again. So it just shows how close this competition. Norwood have now lost their four games by a combined margin of 11 points. Uh, South Adelaide, you mentioned on top, they look super impressive. A massive win for the Eagles, but it is tightly contested. And we could see North Adelaide jump into the four. We could see Glenelg jump into it. Yep. It's really good to see that there's still so many teams alive in the women's competition. And we've got such an even comp like we do in the men's comp. Fierce rivalries on and off the field. The host plus Sandfall League. Nothing beats it. We'll catch up with Bryce Gibbs from South next. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Yes, nothing beats it. The fierce rivalries in the host plus Sandful League. You are here with Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel. Menzel, an incredible round of football. Round three after the weekend off due to gather round where there were mixed results all over the place, including a big win for West Adelaide over the Panthers. They ended up getting the job done by 22 points. One of the players for South Adelaide joins us on the line right now. I mean, he's part of the SENSA family and, of course, McGarry medalist in himself, um, Bryce Gibbs. Bryce, thanks for joining us on, well, let's be honest, a radio station you're very familiar with, but now you have to put on your player's hat. Um, talk us through the result on the weekend. I'm sure you're disappointed with it. Well, she men's thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, you're spot on, Jared, from, uh, from a South point of view. Certainly a very disappointing weekend for us, but uh, all credit to a young, hungry uh, West Adelaide team who, I mean, not only did they beat us on the weekend but their form sort of leading into this week had been pretty good they'd had a really good two or three quarters against a, a really strong crows outfit and and push north adelaide uh, who are you know flag favorites uh this year in round one so we we certainly knew they're they're in form and uh it was a danger game for us um yeah and, and we probably probably didn't play the way we would have liked probably overused the ball a little bit uh too much and uh, as I said, they're young, they're hungry, and, and we invited their pressure. And uh, they kicked, I think they kicked seven goals straight pretty much in the, uh, in the second quarter, and we just couldn't get it back from there. So um, 
disappointing from our end, but but well done on their end. Yeah, it was Gibbs in. You talked about not converting and and them taking their chances. You won the clearance battle forty two to twenty five. So by seventeen. So I'm not sure whether you guys have had time to review the game yet, but just didn't get purchase for your buck, I guess. Yeah, we we had Keegan Brooksby's been really good this year in giving our mids first first look around the clearances and, and as you said we probably won them but we, we just surged really shallow and didn't get any deep entries uh, off that advantage of winning the, the clearances and they were able to either mark the ball and rebound really quickly or, or get the ball to ground and and they were the first back to sort of mop up the ground ball and, and then transition way too easy into their into their offense. So um, yeah, that was something that we need to to look at and, and clean up because when you're you're winning the clearances by by that much, you certainly want to have more bang for buck and, and take advantage of of that dominance in there. And so just on your own form, mate, you, you've started the season pretty well. You had 22, 24 and 36 on the weekend. How do you see your own form? You won the McGarry a couple of years ago. How does it compare to how you're feeling this season? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I'll probably put it down to not playing any trials, men. So I, um, I had a bit of a hammy uh, in, in an intra-club before the trials started. So I think just probably a lack of match fitness uh, at the start of the, the start of the first two games was probably caught up with me. So I think I'm, I'm starting to really get my legs back um, and I'm covering the ground a lot better uh, three, three games in. So, um, I mean, I'm feeling okay, getting a bit older. Um, I'll be one of the oldest in the comp at the moment. So it's certainly getting a little bit harder to recover from week in, week out, but uh, I'm still loving it. Uh, the, the young boys certainly keep me on my toes, but um, you know, it's, I, I just got to play a role in there. I, I don't need to really be having 30, 40 touches every week. I only need to get 20, 25 and, and play my role and, and bring others into the game. So um, we're still working out a bit of a mix in there. As I said, we had a few injuries leading in or during the preseason and, and leading into practice matches. So we sort of didn't really have our best 22 players playing at all until round one. So we're we're probably still working with you know, working in that connection and and working out how each other plays and uh, and forming that chemistry. So uh, obviously the first two weeks were really good, bit of a speed hump on the weekend. But as the weeks progress, we'll we'll keep getting better as a, especially as a midfield group uh, and and the team as a whole as our our best 22, 23 players play each and every week. So what does recovery look like for you? Bryce, because it's obviously different compared to the AFL system. And I loved getting your insight during the preseason. At what part of the week do you start feeling right and ready to go again? You talk about your experience. I mean, you called it old age, but when do you start feeling good to go again? Probably not until the, the following game, to be honest, uh, Walsh here. But I mean, the, the sample programs these days are, are pretty professional. I mean, Obviously, not being able to to start training until after work uh, makes things a little bit trickier. But in terms of the the recovery emphasis, um, the the physio uh, physios available, massage available, it, it's pretty pretty close to an AFL club, and, and they give you every chance to 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 get your body right uh, leading into the following week. So, um, as I said, time just makes it a little bit trickier in terms of um, getting that done, but I mean the, the clubs are unbelievable these days in making um, resources available for you, and, and for especially for our older guys. I mean Jared Wright 
Brett and Riley have been awesome um, with, with the senior guys here that, you know, if we need to take an extra day during the week to, to get that recovery in, that they're certainly willing and able to, to let us do that. So um, it's a bit more of an individual base. Some of the, the young guys can bounce back and play pretty much in the next couple of days. And some of us older guys take a little bit longer, but um, yeah, it sort of goes on, a, on a, in the individual needs basis, I suppose. You've got to start preparing to take on the Adelaide Football Club who had their first little hiccup of the season against um, a rejuvenated uh, Central District who ended up winning by four points. But what I, I look at, the first three rounds of the Host Plus Sandful League is that you can't take any match for granted. The evenness of the competition is right in front of us. So is that some of your observations to looking ahead? Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, and, and what a great position the Sandful are in with with having pretty much all clubs, you know, going into each and every week knowing that anyone can win. So that's certainly great for, for the Sandful and great for South Australian footy. And I think that's why we see a lot of guys that come out of the AFL system want to come back and play in the Sandful because they know how strong the competition is. And, and as men's would attest to, you need to be on your game each and every week because if you're off in a couple of areas, only by, you know, 5 10%, you'll, uh, you'll get found out pretty quickly. And as you said, we'll, uh, we're playing a, an Adelaide Crows, a stacked Adelaide Crows side. They don't have too many injuries at the moment who are coming off a, a, a defeat to Central's on the weekend. Um, you just look at some of their guys, you know, Kraut, Schoenberg, um, Sam Berry is in there. We know Kieran Strawn's a, a dominant ruckman and, and they're stacked at either end. So, um, yeah, we're playing on Adelaide Oval, which is a, a great opportunity for, for some of our young guys who, who haven't played on, on that oval very often. Um, so, yeah, we're looking really forward to the occasion and, and looking to, to bounce back and putting in a, a lot better performance than we did on the weekend. Now, Gibbsy, uh, while she alluded to this one, taking on your former team, is this one that is penciled into the diary that you make sure you get yourself up for you, you want to get you in and uh, have as good a game as you can against your former club? I circle these two games on the calendar each yes. and every year, or I have for the last three years anyway, Boyd. Um, I mean, I, I ham it up a little bit too. I, I have a little bit of fun. I obviously know a lot of the guys out there and there is a little bit of banter and uh, we, we have a bit of fun with it. But, you know, deep down, I, of course, I want to play well in these games. Um, and, and traditionally I have. I think last time we played them last year, I mean, you know what they're like, men. The, the Crows and the Port side, they, they certainly just stick to their structure and just play their game. But last year they, they tagged me, which I don't think the Crows have ever tagged anyone in their history of being in the sample. So um, that sort of just gives you a little bit of insight that it is a little bit personal at times, which which from both both sides of the fence, from an Adelaide point of view and a South point of view, it's good fun and it, it makes for good viewing. Okay, now, Gibbsy, just quickly, a bit of a lighter one for you because uh, you're all over social media and we saw your lad playing under eights on the weekend. So uh, are you coaching him through this? Are you sitting down and saying, listen, Charlie, I need to give you the best advice on how to get the best out of your football career? Or is he just sitting back and just enjoying himself like all kids do? No, nah, I'm actually, I've taken a back seat. And uh, my wife, Lauren, uh, mum's the coach of the under eights. Um, down at Glenunga, so she's uh, she's taken the reins and using her uh, her netball background to to help teach the kids, which is fantastic. So uh, yeah, I'm just uh, the spectator, um, sitting on the outer wing, watching him watching what what looks like bees to a honeypot. The under eights, they just chase the footy and run around 
like uh, like crazy kids, which is uh, which has been good fun. And before men straightens this up a bit, I have uh, another question because um, he's missing his front tooth, which I love. My daughter is six, and she's going through that stage of getting wobbly teeth, but she's not letting me pull out her wobbly tooth. How do you navigate through that as a parent? Do you let the tooth fall out or do you try and get them to eat apples or lollies so you can um, uh, really introduce it? Because her new teeth have already pushed through. So she's got like four four bottom teeth and it looks disgusting. So how did you get through that as a dad? A uh, bit of bribery. Uh, the, the, and, and making sure the tooth fairy was tooth fairy was very generous with uh, a donation after losing that tooth, Walshy. So uh, maybe just uh, you know you might have to pull some money out the wallet and and uh, say that if it, if it comes out sooner rather than later, you'll uh, you'll get uh, rewarded financially. Yeah, good, good, good. Now we're speaking with Bryce Gibbs from the South Adelaide Footy Club. Bryce, a couple of guys that you brought into the club this year have had instant impact straight away. Zach Sproul, ten goals from the three games and. We all knew Sam Skinner would come back and, and show some elite form. He's had 30 marks to start the season in the opening three rounds. Two players at the Crows will certainly have to put some time into this week. You'd be pleased and wrapped with just their seamless uh, approach and how they've fitted back into the footy club. Yeah, you're spot on, men's, And you know how hard it is to get key position players to your club uh, because they're in such high demand, not only here in South Australia, but across the country, really. Um, obviously, we knew what, what Sam Skinner could bring, obviously having a year here at South Adelaide, and, and he just, he's just he been a rock in defence all year, along with um, Claverino uh, and Summerton as well. So um, he's just fitted straight back in. And, and yeah, Zach Sproul has given us a, a great target up forward. And that's probably, he probably could have kicked a few more on the weekend if we could have had a, got a, a bit deeper to him. So if we can uh, just fix up that sort of forward half connection and, and move the ball quicker and get it to him one-on-one, he's going to be very dangerous for us all year, but hopefully not too dangerous that uh, he uh, gets picked up in, say, uh, a mid-season draft, which, like I said, a, a lot of guys coming back out of the, the AFL are coming to sample clubs to try and re- revive and uh, rekindle another AFL opportunity. It's only round four, plenty of games left to go. So, Bryce, good luck against Adelaide. The reserves are doing okay, and the women's team is sitting at the top of the Sandville W table too. So we appreciate your time. We can also listen to you on Saturday with Tom Lyon as well. So, Gibbsy, enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks, boys. Chat to you soon. Bryce Gibbs joining us on the Sandful Show. It's going to be a big challenge against Adelaide, who probably would have gone in really confident against your former side in the Doggies men's, and, and they are going to be a force this season, Adelaide. So it's a real test for South as they prepare to take on a team that wants to do some damage this year. It really is, and it's a real test, but a real opportunity because most of these sample teams don't get to play Adelaide Oval. So this is a game that... As a sample side, a standalone side, you look at this and you go, absolutely, the opportunity to play at Adelaide Oval, you get yourself up. So it should be a really good game there, a really good battle between South Adelaide and Adelaide. The Double Blues got a 38-point victory over Port Adelaide over the weekend at Wigan Oval. We'll speak to their head coach, Marty Matten, next on The Sample Show. On SENSA, welcome to The Sample Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sample League. Lots of rivalries in a hot contest 
The host plus Sandful League, Dan Menzel, joins myself, Jared Walsh, every week to discuss everything Sandful related. And men's the double blues are on top of the world and on top of the ladder at the moment, three and zip, um, facing the Central District side this weekend after coming off a 38-point victory against Port Adelaide over the weekend. We are joined by their head coach. Now, I've seen Marty Matner twice over the past couple of weeks. Once was at Adelaide United, which we'll get to his experience with uh, Carl Viet. And then there was another time where he was riding aggressively on the Esplanade at Semaphore while I was trying to go for a run. And I'm like, is, is that Cadell Evans just going past me there? And I had a look and it was Marty Matner who's keeping up with his fitness. Marty, good afternoon to you. Boys. Uh, talk us through your fitness to start off with, mate. Cycling, is this part of your uh, usual routine and regime to stay fit and healthy? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I've tried to get back on the bike a bit more in the last 12 months. Um, and I do enjoy it. I do sort of get by myself. So it's sort of been a bit of me time and then also a bit of fitness, which I quite enjoy as well. We like it. Let's quickly talk about the match that has just been completed over the weekend. A good day at Wigan Oval on Sunday, 38-point victory over a Port Adelaide side that have been competitive this season but haven't got the results thereafter. What do you take away from that win? Yeah, it was probably one of the, again, another really good four-quarter four performance. Um, I thought Port side, in terms of their tools, they got like set back in, and um, they had a pretty good, you know, forward line and some tall defenders. So we sort of knew that if we could get the ball to ground, that was probably going to be our, um, our first, you know, I guess number one thing for the week was bring the ball to ground, and then and once we got that on the ground, then we were going to be able to run and carry, and um, yeah, we we're able to kick a really good score, which is something we've been working on in, in off season. Now, Marty, I want to ask you about that, the offense and what you've been working on there. Last year, you averaged a touch under 70. This year, you're averaging 98 points a game with multiple avenues to go. So the improvement there, you must be really pleased on. Yeah, it's, um, I guess it's a combination of a few different things. Um, I think another preseason about work on our forward line and our midfield and forward entries. Um, so Pat Wilson... And Tommy Lewis probably back in the midfield for, you know, they missed a fair bit of footy last year. But those two, in terms of that clearance work and stoppage work, um, has helped us, you know, get the ball forward. Uh, but also I think that, yeah, the avenue to goal has been probably a pleasing one in terms of um, not relying on, I guess, um, few players. We've got multiple players now and avenues to goal. And on the weekend, again, um, you know, Lachlan Burroughs kicked three, James Richards kicked three weeks before that, Slimming kicked five. So we sort of got... A few different avenues to go and different players bobbing up and kicking goals, which is you know which is hard, I guess, for opposition to match up on as well. Marty Frederick is a player that is uh, new to the side who has had an outstanding start to the season so far with 30 disposals and and four marks. And also, um, I was lucky to spend a bit of time with Tom Lewis last season, whose um, body is holding up, which is really good. But it seems like the the uh, unpredictable nature of players like Marty uh, doing good things for your side. Yeah, they are, and um, I think he, he adds just something that we haven't been probably had in our side for the last year, and that's some, some speed and ability to be able to run outside and, and run and carry. So, yeah, we're loving Marty and the way he's playing his footy at the moment, um, and he adds a different dynamic to our group, which is, I think, complementing uh, Tom Lewis and Pat Wilson and Battersby inside, um, and Connor McFadden's probably the other one as well. We just He's intercept marking, and... His defensive stuff has been really good, so we've you know we're really happy to have those two at the club, and they've sort of given us a few different looks, I guess, um, in terms of personnel and roles. 
Now, Marty, you touched on Paddy Wilson a little bit there. He had 28 and kicked two goals again on the weekend. He had 28 and kicked three in round one. We all know that his year and his form is predicated on his health. Do you reckon he should be on an AFL list and potentially is it the injuries that have held him back? Uh, yeah, well, he was on the Crows list for a couple of years and I just, I just felt like he was hard done by Bob not giving an opportunity. I think he played one game, then was out, and another game, then was out. I felt like he's the type of player that needs, you know, a three- or four-week block where you can sort of start to build and get some confidence and um, at that level. Um, I think both games were losses as well, which is not the ideal situation to be involved in as a, as a new player when you're in a team that loses. Um, so it would have been nice, I guess, if he'd got more opportunity, but... Um, I guess for someone like him, he's been great coming back to the Sanfield and he's, you know, he's a really important player for us. But um, I think, you know, there's a lot of players probably running around in the Sanfield like that that, you know, didn't get the opportunity or they were on a list, but again, didn't get the opportunity at AFL level. And um, it is it is a bit, I guess, from my point of view, disappointing and frustrating. Um, but I think it's great for the Sanfield to have these great players running around and playing in the competition. Just the other one on the ruck position. Is that set in your side? We saw Amos Doyle in round one play really well, and then Faye Sparks has done the job the last couple of weeks. How is how is that going to, uh, I guess, play out as the year goes on? Uh, yeah, that's, that's an interesting one because Amos was very good round one and was actually in the side round two, but then got sick the day before. Um, so he sort of, he was ruled out with um, sickness. So... Dan's come in, and, and again, Dan's a very good ruckman as well, and he's been playing really well the last two weeks. So it's a bit of a interesting um, conversation at selection we have now is about, like, do we go with the two rucks, do we go in with one? Um, I guess we've got the flexibility of being able to play two rucks um, if that's the, we feel like that's the best for us that week. But um, the last couple of weeks, we've just probably gone in with one ruckman. So it's going to be a week-by-week thing, I think, moving forward. We spoke to Bryce Gibbs from South Adelaide uh, a few moments ago, Marty, about the the close nature of the Host Plus Sandful League and your opponents that you face this weekend got the job done over Adelaide, who have, have touted as one of the early premiership favourites. So how do you look at their performance and prepare for a side that have won the last two? Yeah, Central's have probably been another team that have had really good performances the last couple of weeks. Um, I was actually lucky enough our reserves played before that Crows Centrals game out of Elizabeth. So I was able to stay for a little bit and watch the first quarter. And um, it was just good to guess, see them play. I hadn't seen them for a little while. Um, so I guess that was nice to get some live. And then I'll watch some more vision this week. But yeah, it's going to be a really tough game. I think they, um, they're, they're pretty competitive in, around the contest and they bring some really good pressure. So it's going to be a tough game this weekend. Now, I saw you at Cooper Stadium, not where the home of the Red Legs, but um, at Hindmarsh a couple of weeks ago alongside Carl Vitt. And I, I love that because you got access to, to pitch sides to have a look how things work. Are you able to, to share with us what that was like to see um, the head coach of a, a different team and how they go about their preparation, whether it is fitness or, or tactics or mindset? Um, yeah, it was. I guess it was a great opportunity for myself in coaching development. Um, Carl invited me in to the change rooms before their game, um, which I was, you know, really happy to, to I guess be offered first, but then accepted. I was really keen to get in there and have a look. And yeah, it was just, I guess, just really good to um, see how another, I guess, their professional, but just see how another sporting organisation go about their pre-game and and all the things that go on game day. Um, I think for two things, just to learn some new things and, and way things are done in a different sport. But also, I think 
um, as a club, we do things pretty well. So it was just, I guess, that reinforcement of some things that we do that they did. Um, so it's like, okay, well, that must be the pretty good way of doing things and just that reinforcement of those things. But, yeah, it was a great eye-opener, um, I guess, for another sport as well. Um, like, tactically, soccer is is uh, is very tactically, and with only 11 players on the field, you can sort of ma- manipulate, I guess, a little bit more with those individual players. So it was, it was an interesting um, and a really exciting thing for... And my, my youngest lad, he loves his soccer, so it was it was great for him to get along and watch a game as well. Now, Marty, I just want to ask about the new facilities at Wigan Oval. It's uh, been a really good atmosphere a couple of the games so far this year. You're obviously at home again this weekend. Must be massive. We've seen it at, obviously, Norwood with the upgrades, with the gather-round. Uh, must be huge for the club to uh, to get that improvement in facilities. Yeah, it's been great, I guess. A few years ago, we had um, the change rooms done, which has been great for our women's side and our juniors and, I guess, the opposition as well. But now with our um, Thomas room upstairs on level one, now with the post facilities, I guess now it's the complete package now for both players and, and supporters and members now. So we offer, you know, match day luncheons now and people can sit in there and watch the game from a you know nice table and have a nice lunch, but also for our Players and supporters after games, our match day functions now are you know done up there as well. So, and our offices are all there now as well. So it sort of feels a bit more complete in terms of you know that one club and being able to just um, you know be in your office and then um, you know see players come into the facility. It's um, yeah, it's great. It's it's been a, a long time in the making, um, but I feel like now the, the club are you know pretty much complete we probably just the next thing i guess for the club now like most clubs is looking for a second venue to be able to train and, and play maybe trial games at. so knowing that gather round is in south australia for the next couple of seasons is that something that the club can can look towards potentially hosting one of those games like uh the cooper stadium did on the parade as a potential to then get uh, i guess a bit more investment from the afl for infrastructure and upgrades yeah, that would be great. Um, we'd love to have uh, you know, a gather-round game at Unley Oval. Um, we were lucky enough, I guess, this year to have Carlton and Collingwood train here, um, which was, you know, again, great to have those clubs. And we got, again, another thing, we got a little bit of access to the coaches and have a chat with their coaches, both those clubs. So that was another really good learning experience for our coaches. Um, but again, our facilities and all those, you know, have we had probably approximately sort of 2,000 people for both those training sessions at Only Oval. So it's just another, I guess, opportunity for the club to expose to, you know, our facilities and our, and our playing program and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, they're exciting times. And, um, you know, we'd love to have a game, a ga- a actual game. But, again, if we can get clubs training here, we really enjoyed that as well. Now, Marty, just before we let you go, I just want to ask you about the goals for this season. Cert made to the finals last year. Is it finals again, or is it even higher? Is it top three, the double chance? Well, I guess, you know, the first one is to make finals. You've got to sort of win enough games to get there. Then I guess if you do that, then the next one is top three. Um, and then from there, once you finish top three, we sort of know that that gives you the best opportunity of playing off in the grand finals. So our first goal is to win enough games to qualify for finals, and hopefully we tick that off early enough, then we can start pushing for top three, which, as you know, gives you the best chance of playing the grand final. So they're probably the the two main goals at the moment um, we're working towards. Marty, thanks so much for your time. Good luck on the weekend and for the rest of the season leading the Double Blues. No, thanks for having me on.
Marty Matna, head coach of Sturt, joins us on the Sandful Show on SENSA. And, uh, Menz, it was a very straight answer there. <laughs> <laughs> I knew asking a coach, that's probably the answer I would get and it's yeah. probably the answer I would give in his position. But being on top, the only team that hasn't lost yet, making finals last year, just interested to see whether, yep, finals is just the goal again or, no, we've got the team this year to absolutely push for minor premiership and top couple of positions. I'm really right. glad you asked that question about Patrick Wilson as well and I'm really glad that Marty stood up for him because he fe- I feel like he's been hard done by it's almost like he's got that he's too good for the sandfall almost but as you said he, he, his body hasn't just held up a lot of the time and therefore that means opportunity and sometimes you need a little bit of luck yeah absolutely and then luck you need to be in the right system the right place at the right time we hear that in all sports but Paddy's the perfect example as you said his body hasn't held up where he's been able to have a good run and that's what Marty mentioned as well and if it had happened and he had been in the right position, he certainly still could be at AFL level. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League, and there's nothing fiercer than the power rankings led by our very own Dan Menzel, and we're going to get to them next, including the tip. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. As we prepare for round four, fierce rivalries on and off the field. The host plus Sandfall League, nothing beats it. Jared Walsh here with Dan Mendel as we focus on our power rankings. Highly spoken about. Um, just quickly, Dan, I watched the Power Rangers remake on Netflix on the weekend. Disgraceful. No good. Ruined everything about the Power Rangers for me. So please don't ruin your power rankings for me. What do you got? Let's go from number 10. Well, just before I do, there has been calamity in the power rankings that I do not think we'll see again this season. Every single ranking has changed, and Whoa! I highly doubt we'll see that for the remainder of the year. So we'll start with 10, and it is Port Adelaide who's moved down a position to number 10. Number 9. West Adelaide is up from number 10. They are on the way up. We've got West Adelaide at number nine. Who's at eight? Norwood has dropped in the rankings. Without a win, they are number eight on the list. And in seven? Centrals have gone up the table as well. They're playing some good footy. I've got them up one. I want to see them win away from home before I can move them further up. I'm just waiting for the Eagles. Six. South Adelaide is at number six. They lost to West on the weekend. They'll be really disappointed with that result. They can't drop these games if they want to play finals. Number five. The Eagles have also dropped in the power rankings. They've gone down two spots. They are number five in the rankings. Who's sitting at four? Glenelg, super impressive on the weekend. They've moved up two positions to number four. Number three in Dan Menzel's power rankings. Yeah, I really like what North Adelaide did against Norwood on the weekend. Uh, A convincing win. They've gone up one spot to number three. So I'm guessing you have Adelaide at two? Adelaide. Adelaide is at number two. They've moved down a position. Yes, and number one. Which means that the team undefeated, Sturt, is the obvious number one this week. All right, let's get your tips. Footy tips don't improve my life one bit, and so I wonder why I do it. What is the benefit? I would say it makes my life worse. You just spoke about the team number one on your power ranking, Sturt. Take on uh, winning form doggies at Wigan Oval on Saturday. Who are you tipping? I'm going Sturt. They won this game by 98 points last year. I think they'll be too good at home. South and Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. I think Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. Those players that are playing in the sample team will love playing at Adelaide Oval. Yes, I think Adelaide will win that too. At Prospect, North Adelaide return to play Woodville West Torrens. So, I mean, you have to say you're going for Woodville West Torrens. Can I can I take your tip away from you? You can, but I, what I will say is North Adelaide at home are very hard to beat. They're playing good footy. This will be a tough game for us. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a draw because I don't want to offend you and I don't want to offend Jacob Surgeon. But it's going to be a really good game of football at Loxton. <laughs> it's West. 
Westies and Port Adelaide. West Adelaide will win two in a row here and on the up. Back home at Stradarama after a successful day a couple of days ago, it is Glenelg taking on Norwood. This could be Norwood's first win of the season or the Bays keep on marching. I think the Bays will keep on marching and Norwood's woes will continue. Men's thanks for your time. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandfall League. You can check out all the action on SENSA as well. Enjoy the rest of your week, mate. Thanks, mate.